You're listening to the Berkeley Technology Law Journal podcast. This is 5 Minutes in Tech Law. Here are some recent technology law headlines we thought you should know about. I'm Barbara Studihradová. And I'm Veronica Bognat. Today, we'll be covering California's new deepfake ban, the recent EU ruling on Facebook's worldwide content practices, California's fight against robocalls, and the UK reigniting a fight over Google's privacy practices. But before that, here's our editor, Alan Holder, with a message. Last week, after we recorded Five Minutes in Tech Law, but before we released the episode, the Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit delivered its decision on Mozilla v. FCC, the legal challenge to the Federal Communications Commission's repeal of net neutrality. The D.C. Circuit held that the FCC acted within its authority when it reclassified Internet service providers as information services, as opposed to their previous classification of common carriers that allowed for heavier regulation of the companies. The court also ruled, however, that the FCC cannot stop states from adopting their own stricter net neutrality rules, since Congress has not given the FCC power to preempt state laws. The FCC can still legally object to individual state laws, but it has to explain how they undermine its 2018 order. The FCC reacted to the ruling by saying it is looking forward to addressing the narrow issues that the court identified, and that the decision is a big victory for the consumer. Mozilla, on the other hand, has said it is still considering whether to appeal the ruling. In the coming weeks, the BTLJ podcast will be doing a deeper dive into this important case, featuring insight from Berkeley Law faculty with direct experience with FCC matters and the issue of net neutrality. Stay tuned. Now back to Barbara and Veronica with this week's Tech Law Headlines. California has passed a new law prohibiting the creation and circulation of deepfake or doctored works. Otherwise known as deep fakes, the works are videos that distort politicians' words or actions in very realistic ways and may therefore have the capacity to influence elections. This legislation arises after fear that the dangerous new tool will be used to wage misinformation campaigns. Governor Gavin Newsom signed AB 730 into law last week, criminalizing the malicious distribution, production, publishing, or broadcasting of materially deceptive audio or visual media of a political candidate. The law gives the right to sue to any electoral candidate whose voice or likeness appears in deepfakes, entitling them to relief prohibiting distribution of such media and monetary damages from the entity that distributed them. Media that includes a disclaimer will be exempt from the law. While groups including the ACLU have recognized the good intention buttressing AB 730, the law raises concerns about free speech, increased voter confusion, and malicious or frivolous litigation. The European Court of Justice ruled last week that Facebook and other host providers may be forced to remove certain content globally. The judgment comes as a criticism increases over the role that companies like Facebook play in dissemination of false information. The case concerned Eva glavishnik piecek an Austrian politician who sued Facebook Ireland in Austrian courts. She sought an order that would make Facebook Ireland remove comment published by a user that caused harm to her reputation. The Austrian court found so far that the comment was insulting and defamatory and proceeded to turn to the European Court of Justice for clarification of the interpretation of the EU Directive on Electronic Commerce. The court held that the directive does not preclude EU member states from ordering companies like Facebook to remove or block information that they store if the information in question is identical or equivalent to information that was previously declared unlawful. However, providers like Facebook cannot be required to generally monitor stored information. Therefore, automatic search tools have to suffice in detecting the spread of the information. 
The removal may be ordered globally. It is up to member states to take into account the relevant international law. Facebook commented that this judgment, quote, undermines the long-standing principle that one country does not have the right to impose its laws on speech on another country. This decision is a result of the so-called reference for a preliminary ruling, which allows the national courts of the EU member states to ask the Court of Justice questions about the interpretation of EU law. The Court of Justice, therefore, does not decide the dispute itself, but gives a decision on interpretation, which is binding for all EU national courts if similar issues arise. Last week, California Governor Gavin Newsom signed SB 208, the California Consumer Call Protection Act of 2019. The new law requires the telecommunications industry to implement technology that would put robocalls to a stop in an effort to identify and stifle the deceptive nuisance defrauding customers. SB 208 requires telecommunications service providers to adopt certain high-effectiveness protocols to verify and authenticate caller identification over an internet protocol network. Additionally, it empowers the State Attorney General and the California Public Utilities Commission to collaborate in enforcing the bill against illegal robocallers. The bill permits a defense for telecommunications service providers who make a good-faith effort to comply with the new measures. It does not, however, expand the Commission's power, nor does it require call blocking by telecommunications service providers or restrict their rights beyond current law. The hope is that SB 208 will be mirrored at the federal level. Despite previous inaction by national legislators, the Senate and the House have made efforts to combine two bills introduced in January and June of this year, respectively the Telephone Robocall Abuse Criminal Enforcement and Deterrence Act, or the TRACED Act, in the Senate, and the Stopping Bad Robocalls Act in the House. The passage of both laws would expand the FCC's authority to identify and punish offenders, introduce language on notice and complaint mechanisms, and require telecommunication service providers to develop call authentication technologies. The representative action challenging Google's collection of personal data on iPhones can proceed in the UK as the Court of Appeal overturned a previous decision to dismiss the case. Google allegedly collected information, including data on health and finance, through tracking cookies on Apple's Safari web browser, even when users selected the Do Not Track privacy setting. The issue was whether damage to the consumers could be identified. The court held that the definition of damage could apply to loss of control over personal data and therefore qualify users for compensation, even if a representative action, similar to a U.S. class action, is brought. The lawsuit was brought on behalf of 4 million users, making this the first large representative action against a giant tech company in the UK. In 2012, Google agreed to pay $22.5 million in damages over the same issue in the United States. Back then, it was the largest fine ever imposed on a single company by the US Federal Trade Commission. The lawsuit was previously blocked for not having classic features of a representative action and not demonstrating actual damage. The consumers, led by the consumer rights campaigner Richard Lloyd, are seeking as much as 3.2 billion pounds, the equivalent of 3.9 billion dollars. The court noted in its decision that if the allegations are proven, Google may be held accountable for, quote, wholesale and deliberate misuse of personal data without consent undertaken with a view to commercial profit. Google said in a statement that the case should be dismissed since it relates to issues it had almost a decade ago and which were already taken care of. Thank you for listening. Today's episode was brought to you by Ellen Holder and the rest of the podcast team at the Berkeley Technology Law Journal. This episode was produced by Maximal Orsaro. We are committed to bringing you interesting news and conversations involving the intersection of technology and the law. 
If you enjoyed our podcast, please support us by subscribing and rating us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you found our podcast so we can reach other listeners. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, write us at btljpodcast at gmail.com. This podcast is intended for academic and entertainment purposes only. Don't get legal advice from a podcast. Talk to a lawyer. We are committed to... Barbara. <laughs> 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 <laughs>